If I do not defeat Chris Jericho at full gear, I will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Chris Jericho, that is a very big if. It's not an encumbrance, it's not an albatross that is gonna sit on your chest and weigh you down. It is going to vanish. You've taken to calling my lot entitled millennials. You've called me an entitled millennial bitch. I neglected to read in your best-selling book, A Lion's Tale, which you could get on Amazon for $3 or at any, or at any flea market. I neglected to read about the upbringing you had that was so hard. You talked about my silver spoon. Gosh, it must have been so difficult being the upper-class son of a famous hockey player. It is almost like we shared the exact same silver spoon, you stupid dick. You've dismissed, you've dismissed every accomplishment I've made. You've talked about my father. Well, welcome to the Entitled Millennial Show. I am your host, Phil Gentila, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid, a.k.a. the Dan Marley of wrestling figure collecting. I'm here live in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios, and uh, we're coming off full gear, heading into Thanksgiving season, and we got a good show for you guys. I got Sheena Phelps in Virginia with her hubby now back on uh, on dry land. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot. Yes, the heel husband is back, baby. Oh my God, it feels so good to have like another adult in the house. <laughs> It's like it's like a it's like a whole new world. A whole new. I can't sing. I I, I, I know you're still you're you're still struggling from Saturday night, huh? Yeah, I got a long story about that full gear night, and uh, my voice is not a hundred percent. So, but I'm soldiering on. So I apologize to everyone listening. Uh, but who is a hundred percent? It's Marco Denton, the MVP. What's up, Marco? What's going on? I am the. Uh, I'm crowning myself the the lay. Lay uh, intern instead of the uh, lay champion. So, for uh, <laughs> the lay intern. Um, but yeah, no, just uh, just freezing to death over here because it's like almost twenty degrees in my area. That's what happens in the uh, in these cold Massachusetts weather nights. So yeah, I'm just uh, just trying to stay warm over here and you know getting ready to talk some uh, some full gear. Yeah, I. I am not adjusting well to this to this cold lifestyle, you guys. Like it is, it is not good. It's not good for me. I am I am unwell. <laughs> I just it's, it's, like it's, it was, I it hate was, to break it to you. It's gonna get worse and worse. But oh man, dude, yeah, I know. I saw I saw pictures from my hometown today. Like everybody was posting pictures of snow, um, and I was like, oh my god, like no, you know. And of course, it didn't snow here. It was just like rainy and sleety. Um, and I came out. I had a uh, a doctor's appointment today and I came out of my doctor's appointment and that cold like sleet just hit my skin and I was like oh my god like this is this is not the life for me <laughs> you know like <laughs> I, just, I, I, I need sand in my toes and like sea spray you know in my hair uh so yeah I was having a moment today where I was like oh my god I, I can't I can't hang 
I just wait till the Christmas lights go up. We got a big debate of, over uh, the multicolor versus white lights. We'll get into that a little bit later. Oh but, uh, my gosh, yeah, yeah, that was a good that was a good topic on your Instagram today. But uh, we want to thank everyone for listening and joining us. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at Chick Foley on Instagram. Get in touch with Sheena there. The Twitter account is at Chick Foley Show. If you want to get blocked, say something stupid over there. Uh, <laughs> ask Chick Foley at gmail.com is the best way to hit us up via email with any questions or uh, concerns or if you have uh, some input for the show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we appreciate all of the love we've been getting on social media, especially for the toy drive. Uh, the best way to hit us up, Sheena, of course, is Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Starts at a dollar per month. You get uh, your show notes emailed to you every single uh, week before the show hits live. And you get access to our Facebook group for a dollar a month. Uh, there's about 70 of us now. We all look out for each other. We talk wrestling, non-wrestling stuff. We also go figure hunting out in the wild. And uh, you know, we try to hook each other up so we don't have to pay those uh, eBay prices on the, the stuff that we're looking for. So it's been a pretty cool uh, hangout. We got Chef Shane in there. We got Christian. We got a bunch of a bunch of cool people who, you know, I've never met in real life. But, uh, you know, I talk to them more than my, some of my real life friends at this point. So uh, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, and you get, um, you know, the boozer weight drunk feel genteel post uh, AEW full gear coming oh, yeah. on live, giving us a recap of the show. So, you know, the, the, the options for your entertainment over there, completely endless. For sure. Yeah, I, I picked up some of those McDonald's. Uh, do you see McDonald's is doing the throwback 40th anniversary uh, Happy Meal toys right now? Oh, oh, I, I did. I, I haven't gotten any because, I mean... I, I just can't make myself eat that many Happy Meals. But um, at the same time, like I, it hit me right in the freaking feel spot. Those little nuggets that you dress up and That's the little treats. I want those. Oh, I remember those. I love the them nugget, so much. The nugget buddies are the best. I have I have like a set of vintage, like legit Halloween nugget buddies that are in my Halloween decorations that I absolutely love. Um, so yeah, those definitely hit hit my nostalgia feels. And like I said, the little transformers that turn into like the fries and the Happy Meal bucket and like the little Beanie Baby and all that. Like, you guys, I, I may be a health and wellness uh, professional now, but let me let me tell you, <laughs> my my blood type was McNugget when I was a kid, and you know. That's just that's just the food that I grew up on. McNuggets with sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> yeah, I can uh, I can vouch for that. But yeah, I think uh, I think it was only for like four or five days. They're done with it now. I, it didn't even last for very long. And I went to one. Oh, really? It was yeah. like a, it was like a short time promo. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they had like 18 of them. So I don't know how people ate that much McDonald's in like four or five days. I just went there and bought some. I didn't I didn't eat anything. They uh, charged me like a dollar each, so I grabbed like four of them. Uh, so yeah, check us out Patreon.com/slash/ChickFoleyShow. Uh, a lot of people just sharing tips and tricks and, and all our, our favorite fig hunting stories and all that kind of stuff. So check it out there. Let's get into full gear first um, because my memory of the show is fading rapidly as the uh, the hangover wears off still. But um, <laughs> I had a ton of fun, man. I don't know. I want to know how it looked on TV and how it flowed. But uh, I, there wasn't too many things I w- I'll complain about. We'll get into them as we go into each individual match. But it was a fun show, man. I mean... I went with a buddy of mine, Double Click Figs, on Instagram, who uh, lives here in the Baltimore area. It's uh, Click, mm-hmm. K-L-I-Q. He, he's like my age, or he's a little bit younger, maybe. He's never been to a wrestling show uh, somehow. Oh, well, and he's that's like, awesome. uh, I know. It's cool. It was cool. And I, I learned that, like, you know, but right before we walked in. And he's, you know, he's a diehard wrestling fan. He, he was, you know, around and, and a fan back in New Generation era and all that kind of stuff. So uh, he's pretty hardcore. So it was fun watching the show with him. We snuck down. We were in pretty good seats, like a lower level, but we snuck down, like, right on the opposite of the hard camera side. 
where uh, well i guess that is the hard camera wherever the cameras are i don't know but uh, mm-hmm. there was nobody sitting there and we just like kind of drunkenly stumbled into that uh section and and just sat there nobody really cared we were like 10 rows back and it was it was it was pretty fun man yeah you guys i saw some of your videos that you were sending us um and you guys did have awesome seats once you got down there on that like lower level like on on camera side so i was looking for the reho shirt um i don't know if you had your oh, fleece I on i did I your fleece I could... on over top of it i was like oh where's the reho shirt i know i'm going to be able to see phil on here uh, I got so many compliments on it. Thank you guys for uh, for hooking me up with that. Uh, that was fun. I saw a couple of start startup shirts, which uh, upset me because that's what I was going for. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a good time, man. Uh, there was a couple complaints I saw from people trying to get merch, and I think a bunch of stands ran out. Um, the crowd was not mm-hmm. sold out. I think I would say it was maybe seventy five percent full. Um, so it was kind of shocking that they sold out of merch, but it's probably a good thing for them. I don't know if they just didn't bring enough or just had a, you know, bunch of people buying shit, but, uh, you know, uh, either way, that was the only complaint I heard, uh, during the event. I, I we skipped out because, uh, I fell asleep in the Uber. So it was, it was time to get out of there right as, you know, five minutes into the Moxley match, mainly cause I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his, but, uh, I heard some complaints about that match. We'll get into it from at, at the end of the card here. Do you want to just run through some of the highlights here, or what you guys liked and what you didn't like? Yeah, we can just run through. Um, you know, we can start with like a uh, Britt Baker and B Priestley. We talked about the women's division being, you know, not not quite up to par with what WWE has to offer, and we definitely saw that with this match. I mean, there was some there were some good moments, and I can definitely tell that these women are getting better um, as they progress. You know, and they have more more matches on TV and things like that. But you could definitely tell it was a little more um, <laughs> rookie league than like WWE's women division. Like there were some spots that I was like, Ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't very clean. You know, um, granted they, they were both doing better than anything that I could do in. Um, so in, in the ring. So I'm just sitting here as a outside critic kind of criticizing what they're <laughs> criticizing what they're doing. But um, I, I did think it was a decent match. And, and you called, you brought up awesome Kong. I hadn't even thought about awesome Kong in forever. And then, like, last week on the show, you were like, what happened to Awesome Kong? Well, now we know. She's hanging out with Brandy, and she's back. I don't know what this means, but at the end of that match, they cut off a little bit of B Priestley's hair, like, kind of, like, you know, savage style. So, uh, yeah, not really sure where that's going, but, um, you know, decent match. Yeah, I don't you know guys if I would uh, put it on the pre-show. I think you want a, you want a, a match. I mean, it wasn't a terrible match. I remember it, you know, it was entertaining. It wasn't mm-hmm. good or bad one way or the other. But uh, I, I feel like you need a, you know, something a little bit more high energy to get the crowd excited. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it was good. Marco, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent match. Um, I seen like complaints too, but mainly because um, they had the women's match on the, the pre-show, essentially. You know, we get like the pre-show people like, oh, it's not really part of the show. It's it's on the pre-show. It doesn't really count. But I mean, that's that's the only thing I really read. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, Britt Baker was actually dealing with the flu. They actually mentioned that the commentator. So um, not yeah. saying because it was a bad match because she had the flu. But I mean, she that's what they did say. She was actually battling some some sickness during the match. So she actually toughed it out and. So you're basically just calling her Michael Jordan, is what? You're yeah, saying. yeah, she had a flu game. Yeah, the Brick yeah. Baker flu game was uh, <laughs> on full gear. We witnessed it. No, but um, but yeah, no, that's. I think they did mention that. Um, who's on, who's on commentary? I think it was it was actually wasn't it Taz? Taz and um and uh, Golden Boy. They I were can't. On, 
I can't remember. Um, but we also don't need to forget that Britt Baker is like actually like a dentist throughout yes. the week. You know, like she like works yep. a full time job, like yeah. you know, doing dental work, and then Jeez. like she she comes and like wrestles in her free time on the side. So yeah, listen, yeah. the 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 chick is the chick is making it happen. So I have I have no. Um, I actually really like Britt Baker, but it's just it's just funny. You know, you hear people praising everything that AEW is doing, and I'm like, dude, like the women. They, they they still got a, they still got a long way to go before they're able to catch up with with WWE women. But overall, decent match. What did you guys think about um, the Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz? Well, uh, Britt Baker is a uh, dentist in Pittsburgh. So I mean, if you've ever seen anybody from Pittsburgh, that's got to be a full oh. full time job. <laughs> oh, oh my second, gosh, man! Last second week, week in a row. Okay. Yeah. Two, last, two second week. In a row. Yeah, our friends in Buffalo, our friends in Saudi Arabia, and our friends in Pittsburgh. Please, for, please forgive the hot take, kid. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, it's, all, it's all love. It's all love. Um, so yeah, proud in Puerto Rican against the Young Bucks. This match was, man, I don't know how many two counts there were in this match, but uh, it was it was a fun fun ass match. It was long as hell. And and mm-hmm. was there any explanation as to why the Rock and Roll Express came out? That was so random. <laughs> It it was really random, but um, I, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was a cool little spot for for this particular match, but it didn't have like you know a ton a ton of weight on it. You know what I mean, Marco? Marco, were you going to say something? Oh yeah, I was going to say um, they had um, they actually showed up on a uh, AEW show um, and presented the tag titles, so that's why they showed up on there. Who the hell's ringing Who's- your doorbell? Who's doing oh, no, it's, it's like a clock thing that goes off at every hour. But um, but yeah, so they are, they actually showed up. They presented the tag team titles before they were won. That's why they showed up on the pay per view. And uh, the proud and powerful, not the proud and Puerto Rican. Oh. Um, they 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 attacked um, the Rock and Roll Express. They kicked the crap out of them and actually power bombed them off the stage through some like table or something like that. So oh. they're like eighty years old, taking crazy hardcore oh, yeah, pants, which uh, is insane. That Panama yeah. Sunrise was uh, insane, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's and, right, whatever you want to call it. Didn't they, they wrestled at the, um, at the Crockett Cup, right? Didn't the, yes, didn't Rock and Roll Express, um, they wrestled at the Crockett Cup and I just could not believe these like, you know, old dudes were like taking the bumps that they were taking. I was like, holy crap, you know? So it was cool to see them on, um, on full gear, but um, I thought I do command. You know, you 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 just have to. We've talked about this before on the show. You have to really just know what you're getting into when you get into like a Young Bucks match uh, or a Lucha Bros match or something like that. Like it's just going to be a lot of high spots, um, super super fast pace, things like that. But I do commend. Um, commend the bucks you know for trying to do a little bit more storytelling like you know nick missed the uh missed the kick and hit the ring post and then like he kind of sold the leg injury like the whole rest of the match i'm like okay they're trying you know not to just be like these invincible superhero forces that like you know jump off of ladders and you know suicide dives and do all these things so um i thought the match was really good um I, i even though i said before i wasn't a huge like fan of santana and ortiz i thought like i thought this was a really good match uh, Paige and Pac was uh, a back and forth contest, even though we've seen these guys go a couple times. Uh, Adam Page, I mean, live and in person, he looks like you know compared to a lot of the guys on this card, he, he towered over over Pac. I mean, Pac isn't the biggest guy, obviously, but uh, this was another fun match, man. And uh, I, I didn't really mm-hmm. know who was going to win this one. I forget who we picked in our predictions, but uh, hopefully, setting up Adam uh, Hangman Hangman Page for uh, a title run somewhere. I don't know who's going to be the next contender for Jericho, but. 
could be Paige with this one. We have to check the standings. We've got to check the uh, yeah. the sanctioned standings. The sanctioned standings. Yeah, you know, I thought I honestly I think this is the best that um Hangman has looked since yep. he's yep. started. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, we've we've advocated for him myself and the heel husband have advocated for him since the beginning and we're I just I've always felt like this he he's got more in him. Like I don't know what it what it was that's holding him back, you know, in his previous matches and stuff. But I feel like this he's kind of really coming into his own. Um, and maybe it was just like the the title the title pressure and you know facing Jericho and like all all those things. You know what I mean? But um, I do feel like this was the best that he's looked since he has started with AEW, and I'm looking forward to see what what he brings to the table going forward. So totally, yeah, agree. good yeah. good good match. Uh, we were talking. I forget where we were. We were. We, we first we met at like three thirty, which was probably not the best idea, and uh, <laughs> just started pounding beers, and um, then we went to like this is really bad. Like a, a, there was like a days in right across the street from the uh, the arena, and we're like, oh, let's just walk. Like this is the closest bar. Like literally, you could throw a rock to the arena. So we sat there and like drank, and they were just doing like fireball and and beers. Two seats over from us, there's a girl with a uh, AEW like staff shirt. And we're like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? She's like, oh, I do the pyro. I do the, all the pyro and stuff. Wait, wait, you're you're drinking? She's like, oh, I don't I don't push the buttons or anything. I just, you know. <laughs> like, okay, that's like well, that's like seeing your pilot at the at the bar at the the airport or something. But, yeah, um, you're like, no wonder Pharaoh, fucking, um, you know, <laughs> poor, poor dog. It's all your fault. You um, horrible, horrible person. Sean Spears, uh, the the. the the WWE misses on a lot of guys, uh, we could say, and then they go off and do something big somewhere else. Uh, I, I don't see that being the case with Sean Spears. He is uh, watching paint dry. He is awful. Was this match even remotely entertaining on TV? Yeah. Mark, I'll let you, I'll let you talk on it first, but I, I thought it was I thought it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad match. Um, I'm, I'm the same. I think, I think we had this sentiment before. I'm not a huge um, Sean Spears fan. Um, I don't like the chairman gimmick. I think they should get rid of that. Like he's carrying around the chair that he hit Cody with in the head. That's, I think they can get rid of that at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. Um, they're not even, they didn't dwell on that storyline. There's no, like it's, they had that one match and that was it. I thought it was going to be like a, a whole storyline where they're going to have like maybe another match where he's going to like redeem himself and win. And then like a rubber match out there, but they didn't even go that route. So I'm not sure why he's carrying that chair around at all um but yeah no it wasn't a bad match on on uh, on tv anyway yeah i mean i love joey janela too i think he's he's like on, he's on the rise as a um he's if he's doing a lot more like actual wrestling matches and not like crazy hardcore gimmicky matches so mm-hmm. he's actually showing his skill set um which is which is pretty good i mean i think he's going to be one of those guys where they like hopefully like they'll put him with like hangman or something like that and they have like they have some good matches and stuff like mm-hmm. that so yeah it wasn't uh, I like I enjoyed it. Yeah, I just you know the thing about Sean Spears is uh, it's not I don't think that it's he's a bad wrestler. I just think he just doesn't have the charisma. You know what I mean? He's got the body, he's got the look, like, but he just does he doesn't have that it factor. You know what I mean? He's kind of like that, like that Cesaro. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's like he's 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 always going to be like that one step below, like a, 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 like a high end main eventer, right? Like he's just not he's just not there. He just doesn't have the it. Um, and, you know, I think that's just what, what you're going to have to expect from him. And, again, yeah, I don't like the, the chairman gimmick. It is what it is. But, yeah, it's just he doesn't have anything that, like, piques my interest, per se. We always talk about WWE having too many titles. Do you think AEW at this point has not enough titles? I mean, you could add some of these guys, like, 
Hangman Page could be building up to a, a main title run with some sort of North American championship or something, you, something just to, to make these other matches mean a little bit more on the card here. So, so we though? just have three titles, right? Yeah. We just have uh, the AEW title, the tag titles, and then the women's title. That's all we have yeah. as of right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they'll add some secondary titles um, eventually. Um, I think it's just going to be, I think they need to establish what they're trying to do before they just bring in a bunch of titles and have people contending for them and maybe form some like meaningful storylines. Um, but I, I definitely foresee um, more, more titles in the future, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not for oversaturating titles. I like having like, I like having storylines and matches that are not necessarily for a championship, right? Like just for like, like conflicts sake you know what i mean um and i think that that makes it a little more interesting sometimes than somebody having to be champion at the end so i'm cool with what they're doing right now i don't feel like they need to like go in and just like add some stuff just for the you know for shits and gigs yeah yeah. i mean this this car was already you know pretty jam-packed without anything like that so Mm -hmm. uh, i tend to agree uh one of my favorite matches of the night was the triple threat match for the tag team world titles where we saw uh socal and censored keep the titles against lucha bros and private party uh crowd was super into this match man i i think i i marco you have the numbers on the uh suicide dives i didn't i didn't see i didn't see too many of them which i was did surprised you, did you really keep up with it marco how many suicide- yeah, yeah you'd be surprised how many there were they're not as many as you thought there were going to be I yeah i'll let you guys guess well, well we already oh we already oh, guessed, you guys already did gave guess. My, yeah. i already gave my prediction yeah so you gotta tell yeah. us how many so it's literally three they did three suicide dives oh in that whole match. Like so big I, spots. I, so I win. Yeah, you technically win because you were like, what did you say, 18, I, I think? Said, I said 18. And I yeah, still 18. said 47. Four. <laughs> I probably overshot that a little bit too much yeah. there. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was literally surprised that they only did, like, they did three. They, and they were all three big spots. It wasn't like they're just flying all over the place. It was, I think, each team had a suicide dive. So one member from each team did one. It's nice. like which was they kept it minimum. They didn't over over overshoot it like Phil said they would do. But yeah. so what was the what was the Christopher Daniels unveiling like in person? Because <laughs> I, I really thought like I don't know who I thought it was going to be, but I was just like when he unmasked himself, I was like, wait, what? Um, and I was wondering yeah. if it kind of played off like that because you know you know it's the hardcore AEW audience like they're in in the you know, arena, but I was wondering if they were like as confused or as like puzzled as I was. No, I just don't think anybody really gave a shit. What, you know, <laughs> I don't, you know, I just, yeah, there was a couple things on this card that they were trying to like get a big pops out of. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, that, that was one of the things. And I don't think you'd even needed it with this match. Like you could have done that at a different time, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I think Scorpio Sky is a star in the, in the making. Private Party is really fun to watch. Uh, the Lucha Bros are, you know, everyone knows them. So, yeah, it was cool. I'm sure they're going to run this back, or I, I don't know if maybe you know, p- proud and proud and powerful uh, down under gets they get a shot at uh, SoCal Uncensored. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Riho, the Riho match, I was, you know, cheering pretty loud for. This is the point of the night. I was probably getting uh, annoying drunk Phil here because I was, I was, I was pointed at the shirt, pretty heavy, cheering pretty loud. Uh, and and nobody cared about this match mainly because the opponent was just basically uh, the the Freddie Mercury mustache girl, which uh, I think she we talked about. She's like in her mid forties. And it wasn't is a, she? Yeah. Are, are you sure 40, about that? Forty three. Yeah, she's forty three. Marco, pull pull up the pull up the 
statistics on that. I mean, it was kind of a different internet than me. I just, I'm on Wikipedia. (laughs) Yeah, no, we actually looked it up last week, I believe. Oh, we did. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it makes sense why she like idolizes Freddie Mercury. I mean, that's definitely in the, in the generational wheelhouse, but at the same time, like, uh, it is a weird gimmick, isn't it? Like, you know, just to like completely rip off, you know, I always thought Velveteen Dream was kind of like, you know, the Prince rip off before yeah. he kind of really yeah. came into his own, you know, he's, he's got his own thing going on now, but when he first came out, it was more of like a Prince rip off type gimmick. Um, but this is like straight up, like the, the half mic, um, stand and like the mustache, like it's very strange. <laughs> I don't know. And Riho is, I mean, she's good in the ring. I don't know how believable she is still, but, um, you know, she. I think she would work better as coming back from, as the underdog. I don't know if they just made her the champ a little bit too soon, but uh, she's pretty fun to watch. I mean, I, I just, like you said at the beginning with the pre-show match, just they, they haven't done the, this women's division any favors. I don't know mm-hmm. what the, uh, is there a connection with, with Riho and, and Kenny Omega? Or is Kenny Omega booking? He's like the main booker for the women's matches. Is that what's going on? Yeah, I do know that he's like in charge of the women's like division as far as like managerial stuff. I don't know what his actual role is and like as far as like their, you know, like booking and stuff like that. But I do know he's like kind of like the head of the women's division. The Bucks are in charge of the tag division. And then Cody is, you know, kind of overall like, you know, singles competitors and stuff. So I don't know. It was it was what it was. I was not I was unboxing figures while this match was on, so I wasn't like too too invested in what was going on there because I don't really care. Riho just doesn't interest me as a women's champion. I would take Britt Baker over <laughs> Riho yeah, any yeah, any day of the week, and she's probably not as good of a wrestler, but just something like it. Riho just kind of like falls flat with me. Uh, I loved the Jericho Cody match. I know some people were were kind of. Was there, was there some negative folks on social media about it? I, I, I thought it felt like a big fight feel. Uh, yes. I, I loved I loved um, both entrances. I loved the whole it, – it, I don't want to say it felt like a WWE match, but it just didn't – it felt like a little bit of a slower pace, just a more you know mm-hmm. classic wrestling match, which, you know, with all the stuff going on in this card, kind of felt like a, a breath of fresh air. Uh, how did yeah. You- it, it came across really well on TV, too. Like you said, the entrances, it kind of had, like, not necessarily, like, a UFC feel, but, like, a real fight feel. You know what I mean? Like, it just it just felt legitimate. Um, and I thought it was I thought it was really, really cool. I like that um, Cody didn't do any sort of, like, cosplay or anything like that. Like, he was just, he just came out as, like, you know, Cody Rhodes uh, didn't have his whole gang with him. Obviously, MJF joined him after the fact because that was going to be his corner guy. But, um... I I just thought the whole thing was was really really good. The match was excellent. None of us got any of the uh, the three panelists right. It was Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, and the Great Muto were the judges that were set to determine the winner. Um, if the match went to sixty minute time frame, think you know it didn't go to sixty minutes. Uh, we all know what happened, but uh, yeah, this was a this was a great match. And you know, but, but something that really just shows you like that. I mean, I, I guess here I'm, uh, I'm going to give my point and then I'm going to say, uh, obviously, I know why it couldn't happen. But like this should have been the main event. Do you know what I mean? Like this like championship match should have been the main event. I get it. Like they were going to tear the whole stadium apart and the or the arena apart and the, you know, ring apart and all that stuff, which is why they couldn't put this match on after the hardcore match. But at the same time, like your championship match you know, with this big fight feel like this should close the freaking show. Um, and it didn't, which I think was like, you know, kind of a misstep. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you you could you couldn't do it, but this yeah, I think this match should have been at the very end. I was cheering. This reminded me when I used to go to I went to a couple of WCW shows and just cheering the hell out of Hollywood Hogan because all the kids around me were just were totally against him. I mean, the crowd was loving eating up Cody Rhodes. I mean, he looked like a yeah. star. And um, yeah. what do you guys think is going to happen here? So we'll get into all the hubbub of, of how it ended. But, you know, Cody lost. He says he'll never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. Let's let's fantasy book this. How is this going to happen? Because that's not never happening. I mean, he's definitely going to challenge for the title again. Um, he's, you know, in the prime of his career. He's not going anywhere. He owns the company. Um, do you think there's I – mean, the only way I can think about it, and I forget who said this on on the internet – uh, he turns heel and he just says, "I was jo- I was joking or something. Um, you know, I, I was lying, you know, that or I had my fingers I'm, crossed or something. Like, wh- how else would you get out of this? Yeah, you know, it's um, it's a tough situation that he's like backed himself into this like corner. Like he should have, like Marco alluded to last week, I think, where he said, "I he he should have said, you know, I I never challenge, I will never challenge for your title." Or maybe I heard that on, on a, like read that or heard it on another show, but he should have said, like, you know, I'll never challenge for your AEW title again. Like he's never going to challenge Jericho again, right? But once Jericho drops the title, it's open for him to to come back into the fold, um, and and be a you know, challenger or contender for the AEW title, but it is weird. Um, uh, on Twitter this week, the young bucks were saying, um, you know, they were talking about the win loss records and things like that. And they were kind of clarifying like how that's going to work, like how it's not permanent, how they're going to reset, you know, every season, which I don't, they didn't clarify when this, when the seasons, how they run, but they did say that they're, they'll probably reset around January, like the win, the win losses, which is kind of cool. Right. Cause we were all wor- like wondering like how this is going to play out like long-term with the wins and losses actually mattering for title shots and stuff like that. In that same kind of like thread and conversation, somebody had brought up the stipulation for uh, for Cody, and they said, you know, well, does that reset the stipulation for Cody never being able to champ, uh, like challenge for the AEW championship? And then the Bucks were like, no, stipulations are stipulations. Like that's that's just what it is. And I was like, this is I don't I don't know how they're going to get out of this. Marco, do you have any insight as to how? But besides turning him heel, I don't feel like that's the that's the answer at this point. You know what I mean? No, the only thing I was like, I think I said it last week. I was, um, I did call that that he wasn't a turn heel, but I thought it was going to be more or less like, Oh, like, like he did it. Like he, like when he's in the ring on his knees, like kind of like sad that he actually did it. Like that type of thing. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. I did it. I just want to make sure that like, you know, you, you didn't hurt yourself or go any further than you had to. But you know, the, the good thing is, now that I can challenge for the title, we'll never have to fight because we're that best friends type of thing. Mm-hmm. And keep it going like that. But they just want like full, like, kick him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. He also, I don't know how they're going to do this. I I, um, I mean, I'm assuming they're just going to feud till the next pay-per-view. Um, and I'd probably just have one match like they did with Sean Spears and never talk about it again. <laughs> Are we? We're all just we're all just going to pretend that Cody never said that he's never going to ch- uh, challenge for the AEW title again. Probably, yeah. That, that, I mean, well, if he did say he didn't say your title. He, he did. He did say the title. Yeah. Um, so that, I'm assuming since he is technically like the vice president of the company, that he's that he's probably not like he they they have this thing where they listen to a lot of fan feedback. And like they, that's probably one of the things. It's like, oh, don't be like WWE, and you just go in whatever you want and take a title shot. So they've probably really taken that into account. Um, 
I'm assuming anyway. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's why he mm-hmm. made that announcement. Um, so uh, yeah, I just I think they're just gonna blow this whole thing unless they're just trying to make him a monster heel. Um, but my my thought was like he he is a heel, but technically he's a face because a lot of people love him. They don't hate him at all. They Who? love that he's an MJF. Uh, Are you MJF, about- yeah. Oh yeah, so I'm talking about Cody. Yeah, um, MJ uh, Cody's definitely a face, but MJF, like the whole thing, the whole thing with him, like you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're they're starting their feud now, but I, I feel like all of that stuff was way it was done way too fast. I, I gave yeah. my opi- opinion on it last week. I feel like they jumped the gun. They could have really let this slow burn over like a period of several months um, and made it more impactful. Because when it did happen, um, what was the reaction like? in the crowd when it happened. Like, I felt like it was like, it kind of fell just a little bit flat, um, at, for the home viewer. So between the restaurant and the bar and at our seats, we talked to several, like, you know, there's a lot of bros. Like it was me and, you know, me and Kurt and a, and a bunch of guys just like, you know, just like dude central. And you know, we're just, just catching up talking about, you know, drinking and, uh, talking about wrestling over beers. And, and almost everyone said, man, I hope, MJF doesn't turn tonight. Everyone knew it was happening. I mean, it's yeah, clear. It's, it's inevitable. Happen. Yeah. So, but it, and I, I totally agree. This is way too early. You, you could have, you could have just ended it with the, the throwing in the towel. And then on yes. dynamite, he says, man, I'm behind you. I just was worried about you. You know, I just didn't want to see anything bad happen to you. Blah, 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 blah. You're my friend. Your health is more important. And then he, you know, for a couple months, he, he's, you know, he's on Cody's back and he, he helping him out. And then we get a bigger turn down the line. Like, I just don't think you needed this yet. And I don't think MJF is, is ready for this yet. I mean, I said it on Twitter and, and I got a bunch of heat. He's, he's Eugene or he's, Santino Morello, or he's our truth to me right now. I mean, he is well, not not wrestling talent wise, but like, I don't know, I don't remember a single MJF match. All I remember from him is he can talk like a motherfucker on the mic, mm-hmm. and that's what he does well. He's an awesome heel. Okay, mm-hmm. he he might be a great wrestler in, in other rinky dink promotions and bingo halls that I've never seen before, but he's young as hell, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he's not like a, a polished ring veteran to be going up a guy since against a guy like Cody. Um, uh, I just think it's too early for this, and, and um, I, nothing against him. I think he's great. I mean, I've sung his praises. I think he's one of the one of the young talents that they have. That five years from now we'll be talking about him. You know, is one of the main heels in this company. But I just I just thought it was too early, and the crowd was the crowd just knew it was happening. I think you could have faked everybody out by. Not not doing the turn, you know. I think it would have been more shocking yeah. to like, oh, that okay. I guess exactly, not, not turning exactly. Heel, you know? Yeah, you know. But you know what's so funny to me? The thing that just kind of like like struck me off guard is like when it did happen, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, heel turn!" Like heel turn. I'm like, did you guys think at any point in time that MJF? was a face because i'm pretty sure he hasn't he hasn't given any sort of indication that he is like a good guy in any way shape or form do you know what i mean like mjf has been like the heeliest of the heels from the jump from the moment he stepped foot in aew he just somehow by some weird coincidence um ended up being you know cody's best friend who is like you know the mega face of the company um but he's never been a good guy you know so it's so funny that people are like oh my god you know it's such a heel he's a heel it's this is a heel turn and i'm like it's not really a heel turn like he's he's been pretty heel-blooded since day one yeah, you know on twitter for five minutes i mean he, he lives the gimmick and he's great at it but yeah i mean it's not it's not shocking to see a, 
a bad dude yeah. turn, turn on the, the main baby face in the company. Exactly. It would have been more shocking, like you said, if he had waited and, you know, built this friendship and established this relationship and this rapport between him and Cody, especially to the TV audience. You know, we've gotten to see it a little more, kind of like what I alluded to last week. We've gotten to see a little bit more because we've watched a little bit more throughout the summer and all of the shows before they went live on TNT. But, like, this home audience, like, they don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? This mainstream audience that's watching these you know, pay-per-views and these shows every week, they don't know all of that. So they're kind of just like, oh, well, you know, this guy just turned on this guy. You know, it has real no impact. Like, and it could have really, it could have really been something special. But, I mean, too late now. They've already done it. So I'm interested to see where it goes and, like, how these, how these matches play out in the future. But... Yeah, overall, it was really good. One of my favorite parts of this match was uh, Cody's mom yelling um, F you to, uh, to Chris Jericho and like smacking him. Like, I thought that was like the best thing ever. Also, like Jericho getting in the face of the the female ref and them and her like not backing down. They've they've those two need to like wrestle or something. They've been like there's been several times when those two have like almost come to blows. Like she doesn't she, she gives zero fucks about like getting in his face. Yes, she's got the best freaking Twitter handle. You know her Twitter handle is like Girl Hebner. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she I'm like, oh my gosh, that. yeah, it's Girl Hebner, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like the best, like you know, the best. So I, I, I like her. Her name's Aubrey something. I can't remember what her last name is, but Aubrey. Um, oh crap. Anyway, yeah, the, the chick, the, the chick ref in AEW. Yeah. Do you know she was in the front row of when Daniel Bryan retired? Uh, like whenever they show that video clip back. Uh, no she, way. She's like crying in the front row. Yeah, pretty. Cool little oh yeah there. Um, oh well that would that would have been me i was like bawling my eyes out at home like a you know big baby so uh last match unsanctioned lights out first tell me why this what was this lights out about this match and tell me why people have been down on it i like i said i left um probably five ten minutes into this match was it because it was so violent um i, I don't hate these kind of matches but uh <laughs> If I can get home and beat the crowd out of an arena like that and uh, save mm-hmm. myself a half an hour of uh, waiting in traffic or waiting for an Uber, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it. What what was people's feelings about this and um, what did you guys think? So my, I mean, it's lights out because they like, you know, obviously with, with AEW, they, they say, well, the lights are going to go down like Justin Roberts or whatever his name is. Like the lights are going to go down. Um, and then when the lights come back up, like AEW has no responsibility, like to what's going to happen here. You know what I mean? Like it's completely unsanctioned. So that's kind of like their thing. Um, the overall match was fine. Uh, to me, this just isn't not my preference of wrestling. So for me, like this, this kind of stuff does nothing for me. I like a good, like hardcore spot every once in a while where it's just like, holy shit, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like some, some good thumbtacks or, you know, a good freaking, you know, sledgehammer spot or something. But I just feel like this was overkill. It was just like violence for violence sake. And to me, it didn't, it, it fit Moxley. Um, but it didn't. It, it felt very foreign to ha- like to see Kenny Omega, and maybe I'm missing something. Maybe he was like the king of hardcore before, <laughs> before all of this. But it's just like I feel like it was just kind of like seeing, you know, your your grandma at like a rock concert or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Marco, how did you feel about this? I, I agree with Sheena. I don't think Kenny Omega, from all the the hype I've heard from him, you know, in Japan. I just don't think – I mean, he's in the main event here, so it's pretty big, and he did lose. But uh, 
and this was a 38 minute oh my god i didn't it was it was 38 minutes it was long it was like it was so damn long like it was crazy the the amount of time in this match i mean it was just like one thing after another after another um and like i said it was just violence for violence sake and i know some people are really into that style of wrestling and you know there's 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 wrestling for everyone you know that's one of the beautiful things about all of this some people like their young bucks style matches where it's just like spot after spot after spot some people like some really good technical wrestling and then other people like the hardcore shit where they're like you know bleeding out of every orifice of their freaking body um but that's just like to me like i could go without that type of wrestling and not like miss it so yeah what, what did you think marco um i didn't mind it um it was really long that's the only thing i got from it was like is this thing ever going to end? Yeah. <laughs> it, went, it seemed like it was like they just would just do something insane and then just like top it off with something even more insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up like watching like hardcore stuff anyway. So like the Cactus Jacks and WCW and then like yeah. I was a huge fan of ECW. Um, especially I do have a DVD of um, that I purchased at a WrestleCon once. It's the uh, King of the Deathmatch Tournament. <laughs> that uh, Mick Foley and um, Terry Funk were a part of, where uh, Cactus Jack ended up winning towards the end. But it was an all-day tournament, and it was literally like watching that, but like mm-hmm. on a shorter scale. Um, so I am used to it. I wasn't too like I know a lot of people like my my only thing about that match was a lot of people were like, oh my god, this is the greatest match ever. It's a, oh, it was beautiful. It was oh five stars, and all of a sudden I'm like artistic. I can, yeah, I was like, I can literally fire up the network and throw an ECW pay-per-view. That's yes. probably any better than that that one match. I can probably find a few that are going to top that mm-hmm. and the level of violence that they're doing. I mean, you've seen barbed wire before. I mean, they did some like creative stuff with like the the broom with the barbed wire and him sweeping his back because he's the cleaner. That was yes. his name in New Japan. So that was kind of like like tongue in cheek. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, he was not a hardcore guy as far as I know him to I, be. I didn't, I didn't think um, so. I was like, maybe I'm missing something here, but so, yeah. So I think the whole thing for him to do that was like, out of, it wasn't like, it was like foreign to him and it was just like, like a weird thing for him to do. I think it was more or less like to prove himself that he can do like a hardcore match. And I think people wanted to see if he could do an hardcore match and they, they got their answer. He hung with Moxley, one of the most violent dudes out there. If you ever seen yeah. any of his CZW stuff, Back in the day, he is a he was a pretty violent guy. <laughs> um, he he hung with he hung with John Moxley, but it just felt like it was very forced. You know what I mean? I felt like there was very little like Kenny Omega in that yeah. match. You know what yeah. I mean? It was yeah. just kind of like he was just kind of like, um, like forming to the situation that he was in versus like doing his own thing or bringing his own flair to this unsanctioned match. You know what I mean? There yeah. was very there was very little like actual wrestling quote-unquote wrestling you know yeah. uh, it was just like like he said getting the baseball bat setting up the tables like you know the, using the glass like all those things um that you that you expect from a hardcore match but it was just kind of like i felt like it was just out of place but you know i mean some people some people loved it some people hated it and you know it's just it's hard to tell people what is right and wrong like you can't it's very subjective. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm not going to shit on it because just because it's not my style does not mean that it, it was a bad match. You know, um, it was a really good match, but it was just not my preference. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think a lot of people are like praising it so much is because you don't see that a lot nowadays, that type mm-hmm. of that match. It's not, it's not presented 
every yeah. week like it was back in the Attitude Era. <laughs> True. Pretty much you've, mm-hmm. you've seen that every Monday Night Raw, like, for, or like you'd see that on a pay per view, like um, every other Sunday. So yeah, I mean, it's it it, it is what it is for now. That uh, it probably is is probably like one of the best like hardcore matches you can see nowadays. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I mean, I would probably say the Joey Janela match with Moxley was probably equal or better than that yeah. match. Um, yeah. Because they went, they did some pretty creative stuff on that but one. See, but see, that's like Joey Janela's wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like exactly. When you when you knew that Moxley and Joey Janela were going to go head to head, you're like, this shit is going to be crazy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just like you you didn't know what to expect from Kenny Omega. And like you said, he hung in there. Um, it was it was a really good match. Um, but it just you know it just did nothing. It just did nothing for me. But I, overall, I thought the pay per view as a whole was was one of their better showings that they've that they've had of any of any pay-per-view that they put on what do you guys think uh yeah i mean i agree uh, i thought it was from top to bottom pretty pretty solid uh like i said didn't see the final match i do have a great tweet from our buddy uh boot to the face it's from the the boot to the face wrestling podcast he said mjf should hit the ring on wednesday like Roman did after beating Taker at Mania, stand there, soak in the booze, smirk, and leave. I think that's, that would be pretty perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, instead, yeah. Of, instead of kind of explaining himself. But uh, we'll see. I did not like the – and everyone in the arena knew the, the guy throwing the water at him while he was on the ramp was a super fake uh, plant type of thing because if that happens at a wrestling event, that guy is going to get literally bombarded by 10 security dudes and, like, like well, they took up. him out. Yeah, I two, mean, they... two guys like gently like uh, <laughs> held onto yeah. his jacket by like two <laughs> fingers. Like, hey, you come out of here. Let's get out. So some people have like posted a video of like it was just and the you know they were they were decked down AEW stuff and it was like definitely not real. The camera would not pan over to the people and, and show their faces if because well, he went back I thought to it. I thought about that. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, well, they wouldn't have shown them if it was like real you know what i mean like they would have just like ignored it um but one last thing on aew before we move on to um the week that it was wwe um that spot with cody was that like do you think that was supposed to happen or do you think they like fucked it up and like that the spot where he went over the rope and busted his freaking dome open because the the, I, i keep going back and forth i'm like Maybe he was, you know, he, he loves to, he loves to bleed, you know, Rhodes brothers love to freaking bleed. Um, but at the same time I was like, that was like hard way. Like he really could have fucking hurt himself. Yeah. It was, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't really tell from where I was to, to see if it was planned or not, but man, he, they, he posted a picture of the stitches and it looks pretty, pretty brutal. Gruesome. Yeah. 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 Gruesome. yeah. I think he overshot it. I don't think that mm-hmm. was a good work. I think he like, if you watch it again, you could see he like, like he, he dove head first too early. It looked like it kind of looked like the uh, when Undertaker and Shawn Michaels that spot at WrestleMania when Undertaker does that dive over the ropes and he kind of like landed on top of his head. Yeah. Uh, mm. If you remember mm-hmm. that, it, mm-hmm. it was literally that. He like he, he literally just got too much air and tried to like land it in a certain way, and that that ramp that they had was kind of um, yes, hardcore it was like, as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like the tailgate of like an F-150. It was like yeah. made, of, made of that like stainless steel um, whatever. But yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. I was like, holy freaking crap. If he meant to do that, Cody's a boss because uh, I would never I would never face plant like that onto, onto the ramp like that. I do love the ramp going straight to the ring. Like that's just like that old school feel like 
it just makes for a lot more creative spots. Um, so yeah, I did, I, I did like love that too. That too. Mm-hmm. It yeah. looks, it looks really super cool. So that is, um, AEW full gear in a nutshell. Anything else you guys wanted to add on? I put a bow on this thing before we move on. Well, well, uh, do you want to, Oh, go. Sorry. Go ahead, want, Marco. Do you want to know who won out of the, uh, the picks? Oh, oh yes. Of course. Who's, uh, of course we do. who's going to get the, uh, prediction, the Chick Fil A Show Prediction Championship. Yeah, this, is, this is the perfect bow um, <laughs> to the end of the AEW. What's up? Um, you are tied Shut all the up. way all the way up until the Moxley and Omega match. And Sheena, you oh, picked yep. correctly. You picked John Moxley. Oh, no. and I Phil did. picked <laughs> Kenny Omega to win. So the, dun, 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 dun. the Prediction Championship stays. In the Phelps household. Oh my God! I'm getting myself a belt made. I'm gonna hit up JB Toys and have him, <laughs> have him that should, make that would be awesome. Yeah, have him make me a prediction championship belt. Man, yep. Uh, this is uh, two days before my birthday. I was really hoping for a little uh, pick me up here and. Uh, <laughs> According to AEW's website, I want to get into these unofficial rankings real quick because they, uh, you talked about it a little bit. Uh, four and five, or five and four, is Kenny Omega. So uh, if they're if they're going wow. by this, and uh, like we said, we we kind of like this setup a little bit here. Um, it is kind of cool, a different way to look at wrestling. But uh, it's going to be weird when a guy who's five and four gets a title match, and you're like, oh, what, what about? Uh, you know, Sunny Kiss is three and zero or something. You know, it's like yes, um, it's gonna be hard to like. Uh, well, Marco's stunt zero and three. Damn, give it, giving the Marcos out there a bad name, dude. Yeah, you know what the hell, man. It it Jeez. definitely adds a, it definitely adds a different a level of complication to the storytelling if you're trying to be like a legitimate like you know sports feel and keep up with the rankings and stuff. So I'm interested to see how long this actually goes on. Like I said, they're they're planning on resetting all the rankings in january um so next year will be like the first real like full year that we have with aew and seeing like how the title how the title picture shapes out and things like that according to these rankings um i I think the crowd was pretty disappointed not to get an orange cassidy appearance at all even like to a backstage segment or something Mm -hmm. i mean he's he's a little you know probably one of their most over i would say top five over folks in the company uh, I would love to see an appearance by him, but uh, to no avail. Yeah, the guy, the guy was MIA. Listen, he need, he needs a, he needs a day off every once in a while too. You know, the man the man works hard. Uh, speaking of working hard, Chalkline works hard to make some of the most kick ass outfits and shirts and pants and and just apparel in uh, the wrestling business. You can use code Chick C H I C K for fifteen percent off of your order there. Uh, they have new stuff dropping almost weekly, Sheena. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't. We have some cool news to announce from Chalkline. Do we want to get into that now, or do we want to save that for uh, the Go Figure segment? Just get into it, man. Go, go okay. for it. Does Marco know about this? Has he been contacted? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the heel, the heel husband uh, contacted Chalkline to see if they could do something special for our uh, one year anniversary, and he was, uh, you know, out of town uh, doing doing business work for for the actual date but uh i got a message from him earlier tonight he sent me a picture chalk chalk line is sending myself sheena and marco some chalk line chick foley show jackets that i'm going to be wearing 
um, you know, in, in my sleep and uh, when I go to the supermarket and everywhere in between in the shower. Um, yes. I, I can't believe it, man. Shout out to those folks. I mean, I know you've been a huge supporter of theirs for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love their stuff. And uh, props to them, man. What what do they look like in person? They look pretty awesome. Oh, dude, they're so beautiful. They're like, you know, uh, Chalkline has a few different variations of their jacket, like as far as like materials go. But so um, our jackets are like the satin material, which I absolutely love. Like they're super soft. Like they just feel like amazing. Um, and they look even better. They're black and they have the pink Chick Foley Show logo, the pink Chalkline logos. We love our friends over at Chalkline. They're just like a great people. And, you know, I think sometimes we forget to like – as wrestling fans and people who like follow them, like, you know, you feel like they're big. Cause like they literally crank out like so many designs and so much merch, but like, they're like a small business. Like it's only a few guys there that are like putting out all of this incredible work and like all, all this creative stuff. And, um, we just love supporting those guys and, uh, they're just, they're just great people. And I'm so freaking stoked. Like the heel husband just nailed it. Like I didn't even know this was happening. It was like a surprise. Um, and he was doing all of this while he was like out to see, like, you know, contacting, you know, back and forth and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so super, super awesome. Shout out to the heel husband, shout out to our friends over at chalk line. Like you guys are all awesome. We got to get them on the show. Maybe we'll record something that we can play uh, while you're popping a baby out in a couple weeks. <laughs> uh, you know. Don't remind me that it's so close. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's almost Christmas, so you have a little Christmas baby. So. Oh yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all for skipping the AEW Dynamite recap that kind of already goes over what we've um, we've been talking about already. Cody mm-hmm. had a, had a badass promo. If you missed it, we played it at the beginning of our show that you should see and Jericho mm-hmm. had a promo video for uh, the match hyping it up that was one of the funnier things I've seen in wrestling and oh uh, as corny as some of the AEW stuff is that they do with the being the elite videos um, that was a that was a home run did you guys see that That was a ho- yes it was a total home run like I, you can say what you want about Jericho but this is this kind of stuff like right here is exactly why he is the youngest ever AEW champion um, and the first ever <laughs> the, the first ever AEW champion. He is just solid gold. Like I, it, it's it's because you know he doesn't take himself too seriously in a way that feels very serious. You know, like he um, it, he's just so freaking hilarious, uh, and I, I just love it so much. Like everything he does, just like turns to gold. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty pretty great, man. Um, so prop, props to them. We do before we get off the AEW topic. I don't want to make the whole episode AEW, but uh, you guys hadn't seen it. But the Young Bucks filmed a video. I think it was yesterday, kind of mocking the situation that the WWE had coming back from Saudi Arabia, and just pretending they had mechanical difficulties. It was go go watch it. I don't I don't know whose uh, Twitter account it's on or where where it is where I saw it. But uh, it is so not funny. Like, I, I don't think it was a serious situation they're making fun of. It was, you know, we don't really know all the, the backstory and details. But uh, these guys are great in the ring. But, man, they are so freaking lame. Like, they are, they do not have, like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but they just don't have, like, you could have recorded something like that and, and made it pretty funny. But they, it just, they just seem like total nerds, like wrestling nerds, like, um, who the Bucks? Yeah, I, I just don't enjoy, I mean, they, enjoy them they, as people. They, 
oh my god they're awesome um they are nerds i mean we're we're nerds in our own right right um i feel feel like i feel like to be affiliated with wrestling in any sort of capacity you have you have to have some level of of nerd dumb right because it takes a lot of suspension of disbelief there's a lot of like storytelling and like fantasy type elements right so it's um yeah I, I don't agree that like the bucks are like I mean yes they can they can feel kind of corny but I just want them I just want like AEW as a whole to just like do their own thing and like stop putting so much emphasis on WWE and what WWE is doing right because yes. to me like that's that's their version of the cheap pop right they don't do the right here and you know um, Bowling Green Kentucky like they don't they don't do that but like their version of the cheap pop is like saying something about um, WWE or alluding to something that WWE has done um, or shitting on something that WWE has done in the past. So I just feel like it's like cheap and like the lowest hanging fruit at this point. Yeah. It's just like, come on, man. It's, 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 it's over. Like you guys have your own company now. Like it's not, and and you read the comments on some of these videos and people are, it's slowly turning like, come on. Yeah. People are tired of it. It's not, it's not doing anything like, for either either side, like mm-hmm. I, I just think it just makes them look like WWE is living rent free in their head. So um, yeah, just, it's just, just a totally on. different product, in my opinion. I had this discussion with somebody on Instagram the other day. Like it's just you. Some people, it's like a preferences, like the hardcore thing versus like you know the the high spot thing. Like you know, it's the same way with. AEW and WWE. Some people like the gritty, edgier um, AEW product that they put on. Um, some people like a more polished commercial product with WWE. It's not the same thing, right? Even though they're both sports entertainment and even though they're both, you know, quote unquote, like wrestling, it's just two totally separate entities. You know what I mean? So there's no need to try to compare them. And like AEW is not going to take down WWE. If, if anybody takes down WWE, WWE is going to take down themselves. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be because AEW came up and like stole all our viewership, right? Like it's just yeah, two yeah. totally different um, audiences, I feel like. All right, let's get into Raw and SmackDown real quick before we do our Go Figure, figure segment. Um what do we want to talk about here? There was a uh, a huge appearance by Walter and Seth Rollins in the ring, and um, I want to get your thoughts on that, Sheena, because you're a huge Seth Rollins fan. Uh, do you think this was too soon? I mean, this is setting up for you know a, a huge preview of a matchup down the line when we you know see Walter uh, on a much more regular basis. But uh, this was pretty cool. Wow, you're really burying the lead with uh, with Lana being the uh, the top. <laughs> no, um. I- Actually, admittedly, I did not get to watch Raw, but I went went back and read all the recaps and everything. And yeah, so Walter versus Seth. Obviously, I feel like this was just, um, you know, this was just like kind of like the hometown boy thing. I don't know if this is how much this is going to lead up to in the future, but I mean, because it was pre recorded in the UK or in Manchester, I feel like they had to bring out you know, Imperium and like Walter, you know what I mean? Just kind of like for that, like hometown pop and to keep the NXT invasion angle alive somewhat. Right. Cause like the NXT roster obviously wasn't going to fly to Manchester just to like invade raw and SmackDown. Um, so I don't, I don't know that it's building up to anything more, sig- more significant at this point. Um, obviously I saw a lot of people saying, Oh, well um, Walter jobbed to Seth Rollins. And I'm like, First of all, Seth Rollins has been the face of the company carrying WWE on his back for like the last four years. Walter hasn't earned the right to beat Seth Rollins 
yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, what would that have done for either of them? Right? Like, yeah, it's not. No, sure. It's you know. Um, and I, they had a good match, and I don't feel like it was like Walter didn't job to him. Right? Like, it wasn't like he got buried. Um, so overall, I feel like it was just kind of like a. I don't want to say a cheap pop, but kind of a cheap pop, and it just kind of a, led to the match that happened later on in the night, which was also pretty cool. Seth Rollins versus KO, um, and the or Seth Rollins and KO and Street Profits uh, with Imperium or uh, fighting against Imperium. So super cool. I thought I thought it was you know a decent way to end the show. Yeah, especially they're over you know over the UK or wherever they are, and you know, that's, mm-hmm. I'm sure they got a big pop. But uh, yeah, I mean you can't have Rollins lose to a guy that you know the people watching over here in the US I would say maybe 20% of them know who Walter is you know mm-hmm. your, your large fan base that doesn't watch NXT or NXT UK so yeah that, they did the right thing there uh, we can get into the the Lana thing um, the, the promo was just cringeworthy I'm sure it's getting a lot of views on YouTube I don't know if you know that really matters to real wrestling fans but no uh, she fakes a, fakes a pregnancy with with Rusev yeah. and uh, this was the worst week of it yet I feel like I feel like some of it could have mildly been defended even though I've hated it since the beginning I feel like it could have mildly been defended up until this point but even at, the, at this week it just kind of like crossed a line where I was just like oh my gosh like this is like the most cringeworthy thing in WWE for a long time and that's really really saying something I mean like this is worse than like the Maria Canellis stuff you know yeah, I'm starting to think that they're they're doing this because uh, they're they basically these these folks want to get out of WWE or are unhappy with where they work. So they okay, you can either sit at home and just you know make money and not do anything, or you can you can work, but we're going to put you in this angle uh, that you might not like. Um, yeah, so. the crowd the crowd was like so dead, like it yeah, was so dead. awkward. Like yeah. she was given like this promo, and you know Lana's actually pretty decent on the mic, um, you know, but she just she was given this like weird promo talking about and and the this segment just completely validated everything that i've said about this whole storyline since the beginning like it's so convoluted like what is the even what's the purpose like is is it because rusev is a sex addict is it because he's a cheater is it because you know he wanted you to get pregnant is it because you cheated with bobby lashley like what where are we going with this and why and we've been doing this for, I mean, how many weeks has this been going on now? Like five or six weeks? Um, and it's like, I feel like we're, we're no closer to any sort of like rhyme or reason than we were six weeks ago or five weeks ago. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens as we get closer to the Survivor Series. I don't know if they're going to be in a match there or what. I know they're wrestling at the Starcade uh, card in December. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a, that's team, a ways away. team raw shaped up. I think, I think that's really the biggest thing that happened on, um, on raw. So we got uh team raw, Seth Rollins, KO, Ricochet, Randy Orton, and drew McIntyre and team SmackDown. hasn't really been announced yet. I don't think unless I miss something. Marco has team SmackDown or team NXT been announced. Uh, not yet, but uh, it looks like they're all from what I was reading. It looks like everything's going to be triple threat matches. Hmm. So it's going to be a three on like three teams. If it the traditional Survivor Series, well, not traditional anymore. Yeah. But team Raw, Team SmackDown versus uh, NXT. Yeah, so it's going to be a Survivor Series elimination match, but, but it's going to have three teams yeah, versus which is, the, which is the two instead of the two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure how it's going to work out because we've never seen that before. But the, I plan on having like long matches, mm-hmm. <laughs> and those are like literally the only the only singles matches. What the uh, Brock, Brock and, Ray. and 
Ray, and they haven't even announced the, the actual championship match yet, which would technically be Adam Cole versus The Fiend if mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is not a part of it, unless he's going to do double duty and it's yeah. going to be a squash match with Ray. I don't know. Not sure, but it looks like it right now is just a singles match between like Adam Cole and The Fiend, which is kind of a, of a strange um, pairing, but mm-hmm. kind of curious to see how that goes. But yeah, they haven't announced any. I, they announced part of the women's SmackDown, which is uh, Carmella and Dana Brooke. Whoa, watch out. Yeah, watch that's out. a force to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, but uh, well, we shouldn't sound oh, like that. For, they're for, they're going to be awesome. They're going to be a great team. Oh, <laughs> yes. It's it's Sasha. It's Sasha, Carmella, and Dana Brooke for yeah. Team SmackDown so, so far. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, uh, um, I'm assuming yeah. that um, you're going to have to have a match with the, the OC and the Undisputed Era, right? Because of everything going on with them. I don't know if you can throw them into this because they're those guys are on Raw, right? So, I mean, you'd have to... Yeah, they. I mean, they alluded to on NXT that there's going to be a war games. They might be a war games men's, so it could be the OC a part of that war games. You might see a crossover, and they might actually face the undisputed era there. I don't know. It's they no, kind of alluded the, to it. the undisputed era is facing um, freaking uh, Champa and oh yeah, it's right, yeah, Keith Lee undisputed and, era, and, uh, yeah, um, and Matt Riddle, and, and the, then an, another mystery opponent. Yeah, so that's right. Do, yes. What are they building up to? With I guess they're just it was just like kind of to further the invasion. Type yeah, of angle. I yeah. think so, and I think I think eventually it might lead to something with with Finn and um, AJ. You know, kind of like a you know <laughs> clash of the titans uh, for for Finn and AJ because they kind of had like a moment at the end of NXT where they like you know it was like a Bullet Club esque reunion, like reunion New Japan style stuff. So I th- I thought. Um, that was kind of really where they were going with that because yeah, we got um, the War Games match with Undisputed Era and those those three guys so far. So they're definitely not going to be, you know, I don't yeah. think Undisputed Era is going to fight at Survivor Series. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah, two nights after or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and I don't think the Fiend's going. He's not going to be on Team SmackDown. That'd be completely stupid. Yeah, I think they'll just leave him. I would love to see. I don't know why they couldn't just push Lesnar and Mysterio to the next pay per view and just do the three way with with the champions. But I guess it's because yes. Adam Cole is in that match on, on Friday at war Games, So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see who's going to be on team SmackDown and team NXT, but uh, they announced the AJ styles, Nakamura, Roddick strong match, which uh, me and Marco, and I'm sure you agree. Sheena could, could definitely steal the night or steal the yeah. weekend. and could be the oh, best yeah. match of the, of the, the whole weekend between those three guys. Good Lord. Yeah, that, that is a lot of talent in one, in one ring. Um, and I think it's, I think it's just going to be an epic, an epic battle. So I, I'm super excited for that. When I saw they announced that I, I popped hardcore for that. Yeah. This, I haven't yeah, been like, this excited for a, uh, a WWE pay-per-view in a long time. This is shaping up really nice. Yeah. The card, the card's looking really freaking awesome. Um, and so I think that was pretty much all that happened on raw. We did get some new freaking, um, tag team champions over on SmackDown. The new day is still doing their, uh, still doing their thing. And Kofi and big E freaking, Won the won the tag title, so that was that was interesting. Five five uh, smack five times SmackDown tag team champions. Uh, so uh, even without Xavier Woods in the fold, I mm-hmm. guess it gives something for you know. I guess Kofi is not going to be heading back to singles competition as of yet. I would have loved to see them use this opportunity to give Big E and Kofi kind of a singles run, but uh, doesn't look like that's happening. But Mm-mm. yeah, I mean. 
people are a little bummed that the revival won't be in that that three way match for the uh, the tag titles. But I mean, New Day's no slouch either. So, yeah, they um, brought out Tyson Fury, um, which you know kind of surprised me. I didn't think they would they would bring him out, but they brought him out and kind of alluded to him and Braun Strowman maybe eventually having like a tag team um in the future um they beat up the they beat up the b team which was kind of lame i was like oh my god of all the people they could have like squashed like they they had to squash the b team um so that that was just kind of like a a filler segment but i don't know i don't know if we're gonna see him going forward maybe they just did that to kind of like you know solidify their relationship with tyson fury and give him a little bit more of a rub since they were in like manchester and stuff so um other than that oh um corbin beat roman reigns yeah, uh interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then let me see what else we got going oh the fiend so um sammy is trying to get you know uh Daniel Bryan to join forces with him and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Daniel Bryan's having this like internal conflict, right? Because now he's like a good guy. Well, he, while he was like sitting there pondering at the top of the ramp at the ring, uh, the friggin' fiend attacks him. So I guess that's where we're, we're going from here or the fiend and Daniel Bryan. So we're going to have like a Wyatt family reunion. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, that's uh, it. Was an interesting weekend of wrestling for sure. We have Survivor Series coming up on the twenty fourth. So what's that? Two weeks from two weeks from su- what? A yep. week from Sunday. That's the that's the yeah. heel husband's birthday. Oh, the twenty fourth. Oh, is he a Scorpio, yeah. Scorpio too? Yeah. Yep. No, he's a Sagittarius. Oh damn it. Yep. Uh. Yep. Sagittarius. Yep. But yeah, we'll be celebrating the Hill husband's birthday and watching um, an awesome, an awesome Survivor Series card. So yeah, we'll get into more of that next week and do our predictions and stuff um, for that card. But yeah, it's shaping up to be a pretty freaking epic weekend of wrestling with War Games and Survivor Series for sure. All right, let's get into our Go Figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, folks, this is our weekly Go Figure segment where Sheena, myself, and Marco let you know about whatever items of wrestling merch, wrestling figures, and uh, anything else related to wrestling we purchased over the last week. This is brought to you in part by our great friends at Ringside Collectibles. I'm going to give them a huge shout-out. We love Ringside Collectibles. You can use code Chick Foley there uh, to get 10% off of your order. If you send us a screenshot of your order, Every month we will pick a random winner and send you guys some wrestling uh, swag or gear or a figure. So uh, be sure to do that. Uh, let's get into our, fi- our, our, our weekly purchases, which are, are going to be light for the next couple of weeks as we get uh, closer and closer to those Black Friday sales. I think mm-hmm. this, we, have we really seen the stores? I don't know if you guys have seen this too, but um, my Walmarts and Targets are really thinning out as of right now. They've not gotten – I've been checking Pop Finder for targets to see if they've had these uh these new figures coming in it's they've, it's been pretty quiet lately yeah same uh they're doing a lot of resets and stuff like that so uh, i'm anxious to see like if there's um an influx of inventory that comes in or if it's just the same old shit and we just like you know they're just redoing all of the other toys that are properly distributed and the wwe sections are still going to look super sad yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it's the the battle of the beast. I guess it's it's uh, how it goes. Uh, let's start with Marco. What'd you pick up this week, Marco? 
Uh, I'm actually pretty light this week. Uh, I didn't really pick anything up. Um, I told them I'm sorry to get into the uh, bobblehead game there. So um, not bobblehead, sorry, <laughs> Funko Pop game. Okay, Dwight um, I, was, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was actually looking at some um, Funko Pop bobbleheads because they actually came out with the um, the X Men um, thirty in thirtieth thirty year anniversary bobbleheads. It's the original X Men, like the Beast. Um, I know this is not wrestling related, so don't kill me. Don't kick me out of the What's group. What's going on over there? There's um, a lot of moving around going on over there. Oh, yeah, I, think, no, I, I, just, think we, I think the faction is waking up. I was, I was just adjusting the mic a little bit. Okay, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the uh, X-Men um, bobbleheads are all through Funko Pop, so I was looking at picking those up. Um, other than that, nothing. No wrestling-related content for me. I am, um, try, like I said, I'm trying to get the... Uh, Save the owl bankroll for uh for Christmas and uh mm-hmm. it's pretty much it. What about you, Shino? Awesome. Yeah, so we uh we didn't pick up anything this week um either. We you know obviously we got our, our epic Chick fil A show jackets in the mail, so that that definitely counts as something super awesome uh for a mail call. But um other like figure figure hunting, we we haven't found anything. We're still on the hunt for uh Paige and Cassius Ono. So we, we check our targets periodically. But yeah, nothing nothing has moved on, on our on our end. I want to give a shout out to our buddies at Sportsball07 who did a little trade ski with me. He's a, a, a Patreon member, uh, but he reached out to me and said, Hey man, I saw you've been looking for this Cassius Ono. I found an extra one. Uh, I'll send it to you. You know, and this is a figure that's I think going for like a hundred bucks on eBay, maybe a little bit more here and there. He could have easily flipped this thing on eBay and made some easy, easy scalper money, and uh, I wouldn't have really been mad at him. You know, you do what you need to do. But uh, he reached yeah. out to me. He said, "Man, I'm just getting back into collecting. I don't have a ton of a ton of figures. So, uh, do you have any of the Elite Seventies?" And I said, oh, "I got I got EC three. I can send it to you." And uh, so I was like, okay, it's an even trade. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That EC3 is a pretty dope figure, and I'm not a huge EC, EC3 fan, but I, I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to part with that EC3. So I hopped onto Amazon, and uh, they had it on there for $19.99, um, free shipping with Prime. So I mean, it would have been cheaper than actually sending in mine and paying for the shipping. Uh, for sure. So I, I messaged him. I said, dude, I'm going to send you a Gargano and a uh, – EC3 because you're really hooking me up and uh, he was very appreciative for that so pretty nice trade and um, yeah so that's just one example of some of the stuff we do on our Patreon page because um, we're all looking for the same stuff you know so it's nice to have you know a set of 60 or 70 eyeballs helping you find stuff out there in the wild so I have all the uh, collector's edition oh Marco's kid woke up, so he might be off the off the air from it. I have all the collector's editions from the year so far. I don't know what the next one coming out is, but I don't know if I don't know if we'll get any new sets uh, the rest of this year in the stores. I don't know if that Becky Lynch series will hit this year or next year. What do you think, Sheena? Um, if I say that again, I missed the question. I was I was replying to Marco. Sorry, oh, I, feel, no, no. I feel bad. I feel bad. I jinxed him. Uh, no, that no one, one of the. Uh, the baby face, his baby face woke up, so I'm like, oh no. That series, uh, Elite 72, with the Becky Lynch that we've uh, received from our friends at Ringside Collectibles. I don't know. Oh, I think I think it'll I think it'll be out by the end of the year. I mean, we still got several weeks, you yeah. know. Uh, I think it'll hit some stores. I don't think it may it may not be like widespread. I mean, I don't know if it'll hit my stores because I'm still looking at super old shit. But uh, I think um, I think it will hit some stores before the end of the year. 
Well, I, did, I did get a couple extra things too. I, did I talk about this last week? I got the uh, from our good buddy Andy Brown. I got my new Hasbro Ultimate Warrior in the white trunks. Did I talk about that last week. I think I might. No, no, I don't. Think, I don't think you did. If you did, I was totally not paying attention. But no, I don't okay. think you mentioned that. Yeah, I just upgraded. It's the one uh, with the uh, the green and pink tassels with the white trunks, and it always. If you see any online, or if you have one. Uh, the the nose on it is always worn off, and the one I had was was not looking too good. So I uh, I did a swap out. I bought that from him for I think it was like twenty five bucks. I was like, yeah, nope, not a problem. And uh, our good buddy Dougie Nunya, who runs a really good Facebook page, if you want to join it, it's uh, Wrestling Figures and Collectibles. If you just search WFC, it should come up. And I think you just have to ask to join. Uh, he had the Bludgeon Brothers for I think uh, Bludgeon Brothers loose for thirty dollars or thirty five dollars, and I picked them up for the kid. I was going to put them in a stocking because uh, I always thought those were some pretty cool figures, and I've I've almost bought them like a hundred times. So um, I finally I finally pulled the trigger on those. So uh, that's that's really it. I'm I'm hoping to get some more stuff. Our our good buddy Charles Messing, uh, another one of our Patreons. Um, Wanted to contribute to the toy drive, Sheena, so he sent us $65 to our PayPal account, which is another thing mm-hmm. that you can do instead of um, uh, mailing figures and paying for the shipping and all that. Uh, so I took my son, my four-year-old, to Five Below, and I told him, I do, we're going to go to the toy store, but we're buying toys for, you know, I just explained to him what we're, you know, it's little kids that don't maybe have any toys or don't have a mommy or daddy. And he was all about it. I mean, he was walking around picking up a bunch of stuff. I had to buy him one little Lego figure because I, I just felt like torture to have a foyer. Yeah. You know, he was like, you know, he was yeah. definitely getting into it, but I could tell he wanted something. Um, but yeah, he picked out a bunch of Ninja Turtle stuff, some some wrestling figures. We got like 10 or 11 different things for the $65. So a great way to do it. If you, if you want to, my my PayPal is IHateJJReddick at gmail.com. You can send us mm-hmm. funds there, and then we'll go ahead and um, buy the figures for you. It might not be as fun uh, because you don't get to pick them out for the kids, but you're definitely saving on the shipping and all that kind of stuff uh, because you know that, that, that big of a box is probably going to run you uh, 20, 20 bucks or so. So... Yeah, and Save you don't that. have to go to the you don't have to go to the post office. Yes, you yes. know what I mean. Like so, I, I feel like that's like a that's like a double a double win. We were talking to some of our patreons about, um, you know, he was like, you just need to get like whatever stamps stamps dot com or mail dot com or whatever it is. I'm like, I know. I think about that every time I go to the post office, but it's like one of those things. Unless I'm not at the post office, like it's not in the forefront of my mind, and I'm like, yeah, <sighs> you know. Um, but I did do for you guys, um, check out over on Instagram. I did, uh, while, uh, AEW full gear was on, I did like some unboxing. Like I, I mean, you guys, I have a stack here, like that's just been like building up while the heel husband's been away because I just haven't been able to like record any unboxings because when the baby face is asleep, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to like, you know, let my, let my mind just like like relax or I have like a million things to do that are not unboxing videos. So it's like, you know, catch 22. So now that the heel husband's here, I was like, Oh my God, let's unbox these while we watch full gear. So check it out over on Instagram. We unboxed a lot of, um, elite 72, um, WrestleMania set with the uh, build a figure, Danny Davis. Um, also what, Oh, the Hulk Hogan storm collectible. So we'll, be posting all those up i did post the storm collectibles hogan's up so you can check that out right now but yeah definitely we'll be doing a lot more of those unboxings like you know during raw and during smackdown and stuff while we're watching watching television so be on the lookout for those we go ig live 
Very nice. Uh, our buddy TJ McHugh on our Facebook page just posted a, a couple hours ago that he got the uh, Matt Riddle basic already. Already got it from Ringside Series One Hundred Three. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, they're shipping that out now already. So that's cool. That's a figure. Not the best looking basic I've ever seen, but I, I, I got to have that first Matt Riddle figure. My son's a big fan of his, so I'll be adding For that sure. to the collection soon. Uh, other than that, not too much I th- else. I think that's it. Um, we have some pretty random and epic random merch of the week. Uh, we got the complete set of the first wrestling figures um, ever marketed in Japan. So they're like, they're by a company called Poppy. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard of Poppy. They're kind of like, they they partnered with like Bandai for a little while. Um, let me pull these up real quick. Um, but the, the listing... They're super, super rare figures. Like, you know, we, we search eBay every week looking for random merch and different things and all that. And I've never seen, like, a full set, a full set of these, like, in one fell swoop. So, it's like, you can grab, all, like, every single one. Of course, now the listing is not going to upload. Jesus Christ, phone. Like, uh, just make it happen. Kurt Hawkins uh, is all about these poppies if you listen to the Major Brothers. So, he's prob- he probably already bought it. Uh, well, I don't know because, um, well, I don't know. He, he's kind of, I was telling heel husband, um, Zach is not, Zach is not a very good influence on, um, on Kurt because he used to be like kind of reasonable and kind of rational, you know, with like his spending and what he was going to buy and stuff. Um, but I feel like as of late, he's kind of gotten a little more like, he's like, I'm just going to buy this and put it in storage. I'm like, no, the broski's rubbing off on you. Like, don't do it. Well, those guys guys are hustling, man. I mean, they got, they got, uh, their Patreon is doing well. They have a bunch of t-shirts. They're always doing some pins and they're doing live shows. So, I mean, all that, all that money. I mean, I, I would imagine he's getting paid pretty well as a professional wrestler. So, I mean, if I was him, if I was his wife, uh, I would just say, Hey, all that money you're making from the show, just use that for figures. Uh, so he's probably got some extra or, or we income. could like put our kids through college ah, it's overrated come on, come on. For, for yeah college is college is overrated um but anyway back to these poppy figures um it's a whole set mint on card and they are going for the small price of fifteen thousand dollars so oh yeah if, if 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 kurt hawkins is out there and he bought them you know i mean i wouldn't put it past the broski to like throw down the the chingle chingle for him but um i can't I, I don't I don't know I can't see Kurt Hawkins paying fifteen thousand dollars for these carded figures. The thing that throws me off about the whole listing is like he's got this listing for fifteen thousand dollars. There's literally one picture, which is a gr- which is a group picture of the fig, so you can't see any details about the bubbles or the figures or the cards really. You know, unless you zoom in on that one picture, and like the description is like so like vague. Right. And I'm like, if you have a $15,000 listing, like you got to give me a little bit more. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, you got like Andre the Giant, you got Hulk Hogan. I can't see because my listing won't pull up right now. But I mean, there's like a ton. I'll post the picture on the um, when we when we post about the show. But yeah, pretty, pretty cool looking figures. The cards, it just compared to like American wrestling figures, like they just look so like generic. You know what I mean? Like it looks like like almost like fake wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotta. Well, how do you spell that pop, poppy or whatever it is? P O P Y. So yeah, P-O-P-Y. if you look like the the description, um, like look up Poppy M O C L J N. Like they put like Rimco, Jax, Mattel, like all those tags on there. So you should see it. It should pop up. It's like you know got like ten, <laughs> oh, yep. ten, yep, ten cards like laying flat. Free, free shipping. Nineteen people watching. Yeah. 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 Pretty nice uh, collection. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one yeah. one picture. Come on, man. I know, zoom but in, I mean, zoom in a little this, bit. You want to make that fifteen thousand dollars or what? 
<laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty cool that you could literally get like the whole set um, mint on card in one fell swoop. I'm all about that life. You know what I mean? Like if I don't have to piece it together and like find it and wait for it and be patient, like you know, I'm I am totally totally about that life. But um, when Marco comes back, he has a retro wrestling recommendation of the week for us. But I wanted to touch on something that you mentioned earlier, um, which was a, a nice little competition that I had going on on my Instagram stories. I was asking people about what their favorite, like what their preference of, what their preference of lights are because I was putting up our Christmas tree because I don't know when this baby's going to arrive. And if it arrives in like the next week or so, like I know there's going to be no Christmas tree and like, it's going to be sad. Like I don't want Brett to like not have a Christmas tree. So go on ahead and put, yeah, I'm going ahead and putting that shit up right now. Um, and I use both. Like I use like multicolor lights and white lights. And I also use big C9 lights. Like my, my Christmas tree is like Clark Griswold. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's lit AF. Yeah. So, I love a bit, I love a bright ass Christmas tree and like the so here's the thing the multicolor lights I love multicolor lights they're they're not as like bright like they don't produce as much light as the white lights so I do a mix I do half and half I'm all about that you know equal equal opportunity um, but it surprised me it surprised me when Phil said that it, this was like one of the biggest points of contention in his marriage is white lights or colored lights and he's he said, and I was like, well, what team are you on? And he said, white lights. And I, I like, it's been very eye opening, like to see who voted on the poll. Like there are some people that I thought were hard, like that, like totally scream multicolor light people to me and they voted white. And I was like, wow. Well, wow. That's, that's the thing. I, I didn't know you were talking Christmas tree specific Christmas tree specific. I'm a multicolored light guy. Well, outside, light, outside lights lights. in general. Outside lights, I like a clean white look. On the tree, I like multicolored. But yeah, me and my wife have have two fights all the time. You know, uh, there's you know, some small squabbles here and there. I'm not saying anything's perfect, but uh, the the colored lights thing. Um, she wants she wants uh, white light. She likes the multicolor. I like the white lights outside, and she refuses to use Google Maps. Which pisses me off more than anything. I don't know what I think she just uses. What does she the, use? Apple Maps. Yeah, just and it oh, always god. messes up. Always. Oh god! And I'm like, please delete that app. She, no, yes. I like it. So yeah, that's the, those Let, are the two biggest fights besides where to go eat. Yeah, let me tell you, when I was driving back and forth to Kentucky with my mom and my sister, they both use Apple Maps, and they wondered why I didn't let them drive like the entire time. Like I was like, no, if you don't use <laughs> if you don't use Google Maps, you do not deserve to be on the road. Like, stop using Apple Maps; it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's the worst. But um, yeah, I, I I'm a fan. I mean, I listen. I love a cre- clean, crisp, light, white, lit house. Okay. And, and Christmas tree. I love the look of it. I love like the, like the cleanliness of it, like the, but something that something deep in my soul is like use multicolor lights on everything. (laughs) And that, that is totally, that is totally my jam. And I, on my house, I use the big C9 bulbs, like the big, um, like Charlie Brown style retro vintage bulbs. Like that is like totally my jam. Um, so that's how that's how I roll. I think Marco's back, so I'm going to ask him really quickly which which color lights he prefers, and then he's going to give us our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. So, Marco, are you team multicolor or are you team white? Um, I do the mix of both. So I like I like uh, me, me and Marco. We're always we're always you synced guys up. Are man? Yes. 
yeah so i was even actually i was kind of like listening in and out but yeah so um, um i do like color the color ones on tree like on the oh, okay. christmas tree uh, like me. and then white on like a oh. house like if you got to decorate your house so you I are like you're, you're like you say you're like phil on yeah, that yeah we're okay? on the same way i'm the same yeah. way dude yeah, so like I think all three of us were all like I like both of what you guys like essentially. <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense, so yeah, I mean I don't I, I, the colors kind of look tacky sometimes if you have too much of it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I you, like you got to do it right. You, like you, I, I, when I decorate on my outside of my house, I'm very meticulous. Like I got to have the shit lined up. It's got to be all the same style of lights. Like you can't have some LEDs and then some regular lights. Like you know, you got to keep that stuff very organized um and looking and looking clean right so that it doesn't yeah. look all look all janky um because yeah, some but, people buy colored lights from like three different stores and then it'll like oh, one Jesus won't have Christ. the orange and one will be no. like a different shade of blue ugh. and like ugh, come on no, it's, it's, get your it's life together listen i i only buy when i've halloween decorate like i like light my house up like freaking clark griswold for halloween too and i only buy target orange lights because like one year i accidentally like you know just out of necessity went and bought some walmart orange lights and it's not the same not the freaking same at all and i was like i was so pissed i like like hung this string of lights and it it was like an eyesore all season i was like no like one string was like not like the others and it was like horrible so yeah keep your shit together people like buy buy the same brand of lights all 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 throughout your house right um but i'm interested to know from our this is these are important this things. This is important work we're doing here tonight. This is important work we're doing. Um, but I would be interested to know if our listeners, like if you're team multicolor or team white. So please hit us up in the in the DMs of the of the Chick Foley and let us know that you heard us and uh, tag us in your stories and let us know if you are team colored uh, lights or team white lights. Don't please do not use the hashtags team colored or team white. <laughs> oh my god! Please no, don't please. do that. We don't please, need to. Please do that. We don't need to start no, a joking, race war on that. social media. Chick Fil A said she's team white. She's not team color. What is this? I, I, I'm team multicolor. I like all the colors. Okay. I like I like big lights, just like I like big dudes, and I like I like uh, multicolors. Okay? Thick light season. Yeah, it's thick. It's thick light season. Uh, all right. Let's go to our retro wrestling <laughs> recommendation of the week. This is sponsored in part by. ProWrestlingTees.com. You can go there and get your Chick Foley merch. Just do a search for Chick Foley Show, and our store will pop up. Uh, today, um, we're going to just like almost doing a book report. This week, uh, Marco has picked Survivor Series '98. I'll go next week with a Survivor Series, and Sheena will go the week after that. So, Marco, yeah. tell us about Survivor Series '1998. I remember this very fondly. Oh yeah, so Survivor Series '98 was at the like the height of the Attitude Era. And you had um, it was the first um, non-traditional Survivor Series, meaning there were no teams, no teams at all. It was a tournament-style um, pay-per-view uh, for the vacant WWF title at the time. Um, it had some notable matches in there. Um, if you actually go to one of the something to wrestle with uh, back in their uh, their vault, there they actually do a whole show on that whole pay-per-view. And I'm um, just hearing the behind the stories are pretty awesome. I do recommend if you have the time, which not a lot of people do, is said try to watch the TVs leading up to that the Survivor Series because the storyline is like grade A. It's probably one of like Vince Russo's mm-hmm. best, even though we don't like to give him credit on a lot of things. But it is like just a storyline arc and how everything tied up at the end and 
the twists and turns, spoiler alert, um, The Rock becomes a corporate champion. Um, at the end, he actually wins the tournament um, with a little help from his friend's name, uh, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon. Um, so, yeah, you get to see uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin making an early appearance there. Mankind's in there as well. Uh, Big Boss Man. Uh, and uh, Triple H was actually supposed to be in Big Boss Man's spot, but he ended up being injured. That's a little factoid for you there. So he was actually supposed to be in the tournament, but he did not make it. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely go out, go out of your way and uh, definitely watch this pay per view. It's like I said, it's the first it's of the loaded. It's like fully yeah. loaded. Like the, it's literally the every yeah. yeah every attitude every guy you can think of is in there. Um, yeah. um, the other thing is it's actually ten years removed from the last time they did a um, tournament style pay per view. Do either of you know which? Uh, pay-per-view they did 10 years prior that had a tournament style for the WWF title. WrestleMania 4? Was that WrestleMania 4? You are. You would be correct. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn, nice. Phil. You took your alpha brain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I can't imagine this card with Triple H because it, it would be like, you know, the greatest wrestling card ever. I mean, you literally have every big name you can think of. And we just talked about the, um, the match... Uh, the other night with Kenny Omega going what forty or forty five minutes. These this this card uh, two minutes seventeen seconds, two minutes thirty six mm-hmm. seconds, three minutes and twenty one seconds, thirty seconds, three and a half minutes. I mean, yeah. seven of these matches were about as long, you know combined to be as long as that Kenny Omega match. I don't know if that was good or bad. We had you know very short attention spans back then. We just wanted to hear. Still, Listen, still sometimes all you need is two minutes. Yep. Oh my god. Oh jeez. <laughs> You, you know, heard, you heard it here. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Zach, the sound, the uh, the sound clip at uh, one minute thirty, one hour thirty minutes, please. All right, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah, good, good card, man. I'm excited to see what Sheena's gonna pick. I'm, I'm thinking she's gonna do one, uh, very bef- soon or around this same time frame, uh, because it has one of her favorite uh, wrestlers on it, but. Uh, I'm I'm excited about what I'm going to do next week for my Survivor Series, and I want to since it is uh, Survivor Series season, it's Thanksgiving season. Do you guys know? And you guys are both horror fans. You know, there's a Thanksgiving themed horror movie on Hulu right now. No, yeah, it's Did called not. it's called Pilgrim. I watched the trailer the other night. It's super creepy. Um, it's about this family that invites uh, some uh, not cosplayers, but people that are kind of like Civil War reenactors, but they they are they're pilgrims. Into mm-hmm. the into their house for um for for Thanksgiving to teach them about the the meaning of Thanksgiving and it turns horribly wrong of course, uh, so I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I'm in the the, the mood. I still still kind of in the Halloween mindset, so this is like a good segue into Thanksgiving. But I don't know if I've ever even seen a, a Thanksgiving themed horror movie. This might be the first. Um, I don't know that I've seen any Thanksgiving themed ones. We had Leprechaun, which was a St. Patty's Day. The style um, horror movie, but yeah, this is a new one. We all we have lots of Christmas inspired horror movies. So you said this is on Hulu. Yes, it is. Yeah, called just okay. called Pil- Pilgrim. So check. It okay. Out. Yeah, that's a little. Uh, sh- if it if it sucks, just pretend like I didn't recommend it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I think horror. I think a, I think a horror movie called Pilgrim. Like I think you just gotta kind of take it for what it is and enjoy it for the you know for the high spots and not expect it to be some sort of Academy Award winning performance. You know what I mean? So go. go 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 into it with um you know an open mind. All right. Do we have any uh, listener mail or questions or anything? 
Um, I don't think so. Um, I think that's all. I want to make sure that you guys know. I know we plugged it a little bit earlier in the show, but we are, you know, we are hardcore into our holiday toy drive. We want to make this like super successful. It's our first one. We want to make sure that we give back to the kids. So as, as Phil noted, you can definitely send stuff to our PO box and, or if you need a physical address, if you're shipping something from say ringside or somewhere that doesn't ship to PO boxes, um, then you can absolutely ship to, uh, ship to Phil's direct address, or you can give to the PayPal um, and we will go shopping for you and make sure that you know what we, what we spend your money on um, to give to the kids. So I just want to plug that because it's super important that, uh, you know, we give back to, to the community that we love so much. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, finding a figure that uh, I don't want or that I want to get rid of that I can put up onto our social media and um, challenge everyone. Like, you know, everyone donate just a dollar and you can be entered to win this and we'll see, you know, all that money would go toward um, uh, toys for tots and we'll, we'll go spend that money on some toys. But yeah, the address is chick Foley toy drive PO box three, two Oh three Catonsville, Maryland, 21228. The tweet is pinned to the top of our Twitter account, at Chick Foley Show. So uh, go check it out there. Yeah, we have a, we have a, a ton of stuff already, and uh, I'm sure more will be rolling in as the holiday approaches quickly here. But uh, get those in before, I would say, uh, the 10th of December is probably the best, uh, the latest you want to get it to us right around there. But uh, we appreciate it, even if it's just one thing, if you just want to, you know, if you just want to give a couple bucks, uh, you can just hit us up on PayPal. Any, anything you send us is definitely appreciated. So uh, check it out there. Uh, as I mentioned, you can hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com. I do want to read one review. I don't. We don't really uh, typically read reviews, uh, but I wanted to read this one because it, uh, it it was really uh, fun to, to read. It gave us a, a sweet five stars. Oh, uh, nice. It, as a, it says best show ever. Uh, the uh, the uh, reviewer is Seth WM three one, and it and the uh, all it says is the host is a babe too. So I I appreciate someone saying something nice about me like that. Uh, <laughs> you know I, I I hear it often, but it, it never gets old. So Seth, thank you for calling me a babe, and uh, I appreciate it. I love Absolutely, you too. Seth. Seth is totally here for um, for big dude season. So <laughs> yeah, um, he he is he is here for it. So thank you so much, Seth, for that five star review. You can't tell it like it means so much to us. Um, we don't we don't promote it here a lot because we don't want to like you know like like chopped your ears off with all these things but yeah definitely it helps the show out if you want to be in the christmas spirit and give us a good holiday gift this year great subscribe review do all the things that all your favorite podcasters tell you to do because it really does help a lot 100 percent. yeah i want to shout out to uh some friend of ours uh jb toys one i believe it is on instagram i'm trying to pull it up right now but my phone is being a little bit slow here yep jb toys one he makes some really awesome belts and he's a big supporter of our show, and uh, it's just a great follow on Instagram. I talked about my buddy Double Click Figs. That's K L I Q Figs on Instagram. Uh, a new a new follow of mine. It's Bud underscore Light here. Oh my gosh, he, so good! He does some yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, fig photography there. And um, there was one that you posted about today that I I just started following. I think it's Kingdom something. I should have had it pulled up here. Uh, uh, that I posted store. about. Yeah, I think it was on your story. Uh, oh, oh, Figure Kingdom. Yep, Figure Kingdom. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's a great follow as well. Does a bunch of cool photography with his figures. I always uh, people that do stuff like that. It's very. Uh, it's got to be you know very time consuming, 
and um, just to get the stuff right, he has a great shot of Yokozuna kind of body slamming the uh, Ultimate Edition Hitman, and it's a, a great shot. So definitely check that out. And our buddy Cusetown underscore Collector is a great follow on Instagram as well. He's been following us for quite a while, and uh, we for appreciate sure. him. So I'm I'm going to try to be better about it at the end of the show, uh, shouting out some people that we really appreciate, uh, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. So uh, check those people out. They are. Uh, some good good folks in the figure community, so uh, we we appreciate you. Yep, and I'm pretty sure that's all we have for this week. That was going to be a short show, but you know, as always, we no. we like to we like to we like to talk, we like to chat it up with you guys. So hour, hour uh, and a half, that wasn't bad. Not bad <laughs> oh, that's not that's not bad. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited to get into all the Survivor Series stuff next week. Yes, I will be uh, going out with a bunch of friends on Friday for my birthday. We are hitting up a brewery and then doing a uh, laser tag. Uh, which uh, I've not nice. been to in a long time. So it's about 20 of us going to get some cold beers iced up. They let us, uh, my wife talked to the, she did all the booking and I'm, I don't know if they've ever had like an adult party come in there, but uh, they're giving us a room. It's like 75 bucks for the room. And then you just, you know, pay for every game everybody plays. But he's like, oh, yeah, you can just bring a cooler full of beer in. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a customary thing where there's a bunch of little kids running around, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, it should be fun. Last time I played laser tag, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, the, yeah. The brewery we're going to it's uh it's called Sapwood Cellars. They had a beer over uh, Halloween weekend, which I didn't not get to get there in time, but it was made with uh, pink starbursts and watermelon Jolly Ranchers. And they oh like, my I know, god, I know. I called them and they were wow. like, "Oh god, we have like the keg's almost empty. Like it's probably going to be done by the end of the night." And I called the next day and it was it was empty. They only made you know that's a, it's a smaller brewery and they only made like a couple kegs and I'm sure it was super popular. But it sounded like the the best beer of all time. So they do a bunch of cool stuff like that. Uh, so I'm excited to, uh, to to do that and um, hang out with a bunch of friends. And uh, I encourage you if you're an adult and. Uh, you know, you don't you don't get to see your friends that often. It's cool to have a bunch of friends together in one place because you know we're busy. We all have kids mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So you know, if next time it's your birthday, treat yourself. Get, get get or or your wife's birthday, your husband's birthday. You know, plan something and get all of her, his or her friends together because uh, it's you know we we live busy lives as as real adults now. So it's nice to uh, to do something fun uh, with a bunch of people without without your kiddos around. So that's all that's all I'll say about that. But. Uh, Marco, another great night of uh, of interning. Even though the kids woke up, hopefully everybody's settled over there. Um, yeah, they're done. They're down. Sheena, they are down. Hope you uh, hope you're still feeling good by next week, and that uh, that baby holds off for a little bit longer. We got a uh, Survivor Series preview next week, and uh, oh yeah, hopefully I can win that title back, or or win. I don't know if I've ever had the title. Uh, um, but uh, I think you did. You had it. You had it the first week. You yeah, had it the first that's week. That's right. But, yeah, um, I want to lose as, as our now. friend um, Vince McMahon would say, "No chance, <laughs> no chance in hell." Uh, so thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the love, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Stay classy, Marks. Give me some verb, I ain't talking now. You wanna ride in the six? You wanna dine in the six? But when I lean for the kiss, you said I'll probably send you some bits. And I'm like, hell no, nah, been waiting too long. Hell no, nah, I want that cruel love. Hell no, nah, been waiting too long. Hell no, nah, I want that cruel love. Body on my 
Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Losing all my innocence, everybody in my Los